listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Hey there, gamers, and welcome back to the next installment of the Gamecasters Adjacent. This is episode three, Desire. Yes, we're going to talk about all things Desire and how it can be more fickle than a pickle that you can tickle for a nickel. I've been in this game for 10 years making rap tunes, ever since Honeys was wearing Sassoon. But seriously, I've been in this hobby for the better part of 12 years, and I've gone through so many differing stages of desire. Uh, when you first discover the hobby, all you want to do is consume. It's like the beginning stages of cannibalism. You just can't get enough. And literally all you think about is more. You know what I mean? Uh, you've never played anything. So you love everything. And each new mechanism you learn about is just so cool and so exciting. And it's just like sensory overload. And oh my God, when you like Will it stop and hopefully never? And it's just one year-long nerdgasm that you don't need to clean up for or feel ashamed about afterwards until you find out you spent all your money because now that you've played all these games, you need to buy them. And as a wise friend of mine once said to me when we were both like nine years old, it's no fun unless you own it. So I would sit down with games, smother them in fine Canadian gravy and squeaky curds made of cheese and gorge myself. Fattened, I became on nothing but cardboard, plastic, and paper while I was chiseling away at both my bank account as well as my tastes. So, like, the tail end of that first phase, I feel like, is when you start to kind of figure out, you know, who you are as a gamer. You start to realize that maybe you don't love everything as you once did. Some mechanisms you once thought were amazing now really maybe aren't quite as fun for you. And that's equally as fun and awesome and great. And you're still singing along and consuming the hobby like Pac-Man until the day you hit your first wall. The first time I burned out on board games was terrifying. I was kind of like, oh my God, I don't want to play 50 games per day right now. What is wrong with me? And then you spiral and before long, it's like, oh, should I just like sell off my entire collection? And I, I, I thought about this before. I actually made a post on BoardGameGeek about that. Like, I think I'm going to sell my collection. I felt like that romanticizing of the hobby was gone for me just all of a sudden. You know, I don't know if I was burned out, if I was jaded. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. But, you know, whatever it was, it was just like, okay, I don't think I need all these games anymore. Board games are stupid. You know, what what the heck was I just drunk for the last three years? Like, what the hell is going on here? Then maybe you sell off a few games rebelling against the hobby that was once your heroin-like addiction to reality before the desire comes rushing back. And then you're like, oh, my God, what the hell was I thinking? Games are glorious again. And it's that desire, those peaks and those valleys that I kind of want to talk about for this adjacent episode, why they happen, what creates them. And I think kind of what I just talked about, the beginning of the hobby is your first creation to the peak where you don't know anything. And so every single thing that happens to you in gaming is absolute and utter gloriousness and you just want to consume and experience every single game you can get your grubby little hands on these peaks and valleys can't get enough followed by man i've been playing and playing and playing so many games i think i think i've seen it all Maybe I should just pack it in. And then that's followed by even stronger feelings of, like, not fun unless you own it itis. Uh, and that was the status quo for me, personally, until about this exact time last year. 
So about 11 years went by where I was just like, give me everything I could possibly consume. And I had a bunch of different feelings that went along with that. You know, like when I was when you're first into the hobby, you take it so seriously, you know, and you have like all the games must be must be pristine. I sleeved every fucking card, no matter if you didn't even touch the cards during the game. They went in sleeves, damn it, because I got to protect this investment. This is an investment. This isn't just a hobby. This is an investment. And I am I need to protect this and whatever I can do to to keep these games as nice and perfect as I can. And I cared so much about that. I now realize that was almost like like I was green, you know, like I was uh, I was a child, didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. And so, you know, people would come over and play games and I would in my head, I'd be like, don't fucking bend my cards. And I still don't want people to bend my cards. But that was like the first thing I think of. How is everybody treating the components to my game? Is my game? Did anybody lose a component? Maybe everybody, everybody. OK, the game's over. Everybody check under the table. Make sure there's no lost meeples. And that was just something I would it was in my head to do. And I would think I was almost like gatekeeping in a way, you know, I would think like, man, I am the arbiter of fun. And these aren't just this is not just fun. This is an actual, you know, serious hobby. And I'm very happy that that desire went away. The desire for me to just constantly be worried about the health and the physical, I don't know, of my actual components themselves. That's gone. Now, I just don't care so much at all. If there was like a little crunch in a, in a corner of my box, I'd be like, ah, no, I can't have that. You know, that's not okay. Like, that's going to have to go in the back of the shelf. No one can fucking see that. Now, I just, it's not a thing anymore. It's weird that it was a thing. And that only comes with time, right? I don't sleeve anything anymore because it's just a pain in the ass. Sleeving is just a pain in the ass. The only games I will sleeve anymore are games that you touch the cards every round and if if they get marked it could potentially ruin the game like a social deduction game i will sleeve those cards okay night of the ninja is going to get sleeved the resistance avalon is going to get sleeved games you you can ruin if the cards are marked other than that i just don't give a shit i don't play games enough that i'm going to actually wear the cards out you know or like I'm not worried about the oils of my fingers, like scrubbing in the, oh my God, I can't believe I ever cared about that. But I feel like that all ties into my desire for the hobby and what I wanted to get out of the hobby. And when I first was in the hobby, what I wanted to get out of it was, I think I wanted it to be this big, serious, you know, kind of a thing that I wanted everyone, everyone else in my life to take as serious as me. And whenever somebody would be like, it's just games, dude, it's just games. I would get bent out of shape. Like, no, it's not just games. I spent, I spend a ton of time researching and buying these games. And that was not, I'm, I'm making light of that, but you know, I felt that in my bones and, and to a certain degree, I still feel that now. But then as you kept going and you keep going in the hobby, you kind of realize that that doesn't matter. That just doesn't matter so much. And spending your energy and your time, uh, you know, trying to control other people's the way they have fun is not the way to spend playing games. I think I think that's just what you realize after you've been in the hobby for so long and you have any inkling of self-reflection. OK, don't be the guy that like collects the phones uh, before a game night. That's just freaking ridiculous. Don't be the guy that forces other people to learn the game before you get there. That's nonsense. <laughs> Don't be the guy that won't let anybody eat or drink at the table. 
Like, come on. Unless you're playing a game that costs like $800 and you can't replace it. Other than that, these are games. Let's have a good time, okay? So that kind of stuff happened to me, and I have just grown, I think, as a gamer. But as far as desire goes with actually playing games, these peaks and valleys I talked about was basically the status quo for the last decade until this time last year when my father passed away. This is the one time in my gaming life that I feel like environment played a part with my gaming desire because I can pinpoint this feeling based solely before and after this catastrophic life event of my dad passing away. I was playing and loving games like crazy before he passed. And then afterwards, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with anything even remotely akin to games at all. Now, it's no secret that depression plays a part in this as I'm sure it does in a lot of people's desire for games and how that peaks and valleys. However, personally, I've been very depressed before, and my gaming desire was actually kind of amplified. Uh, So it wasn't just that. I mean, I went through the most stressful thing you can go through in a divorce right in the middle of this gaming journey of mine in the last 10 years, and board games helped to get me through that because the entire reason for this and every hobby, really, is to escape. I played board games to escape the horrors of everyday life. And while I was going through my divorce and felt like my life was crumbling all around me, board games uh, really helped me not to think about that for a few hours. And so I just leached onto it like a parasitic lamprey, sucking the life out of my host fish for my own sustenance. And so this is this was a little bit different when my dad passed. Um, I was definitely depressed, but I didn't look to games to escape as I had for the past 12 years, right? It was just gone. My desire for games and mostly everything else gone. A year removed from that, and my love for the hobby has changed and altered in a way I never thought that it would. Now, I always talk about how my hose is kinked, right? You hear that? You hear me talk about that all the time on the show. Uh, I talk about kinked hoses and unkinking my hose. And really what I mean by that is... There's something blocking my desire to play games, something external, and I'm hoping that once that blockage is removed, I just want to play tons and tons of games again like I once did, right? Unkinking the hose, letting the water go through. Well, I'm not depressed like I was about my father's passing. I don't feel blocked. I don't feel blocked up. But the games still are not flowing like they once did. And I think it's because the desire I feel for them has drastically reduced And I know it's not, but it feels permanent. I've gone through so many different feelings about my desire to play games over the the years. And I'm sure if you all think about it, you probably have too in some way. And this is just the newest one I've never felt before, but this is the newest one. I know it will change, but right now it feels permanent. And I think that's why I've been so into blank and write games lately. The thought of getting out a game like Dinosaur Island Roar and Write is easy. It's easy to set up, it's easy to get played, it's quick, and bam, it's over. But the thought of playing something like Weather Machine by Vitel Lacerda or any one of his games just has me absolutely dreading it. I always loved and craved playing those heavy games, or just like meaty, weighty, bulbous games like that. But right now, that sounds like the absolute worst thing I could do. Spending an hour and a half learning the game, then an hour setting it up, and another hour teaching it, and then two and a half hours playing it. (sighs) That's the thing I used to crave more than anything on Earth. I loved that. I would have loved to spend an entire morning learning, setting up, teaching the big heavy game, then the spending the afternoon playing it. That was my idea of heaven not that long ago, which now feels kind of like my idea of hell. And why? I don't know. I really don't know. 
I just know that my desire for the actual games themselves is what's completely shifted. I used to spend every waking moment I was on the computer glued to Board Game Geek. And it was all about the games, learning them, researching them, posting about them, talking about them, hearing other people's strategies, you know, telling my own strategies. When I wasn't on Board Game Geek, I was playing. My desire now is completely different. If I were to make a pie chart of desire for my gaming pre-2021, I would have said the game, like the playing the games slice would have been like 75 or 80% of the overall pie chart, which I think is pretty normal, right? And healthy. So the rest of that being the podcast and all other gaming adjacent stuff related there too. I just wanted to game. If I had a day off, I wanted to fill it front to back with sex. And since that wouldn't happen, I wanted to game all day and night. And a lot of times we would. Any spare moment we used to have would be just filled with games and gaming and talking about games and playing games and researching games and, you know, staring at the game shelves. What do we want to play next? Making lists about games and coming up with the games to play the next game to play researching, getting that next hot game was like the best thing in the world. Going to Gen Con just to buy games and be ensconced with games was the greatest thing that I could have ever thought about. I didn't care about anything else. I want to buy them. I want to own them. I want to learn them. I want to teach them. I want to play them. I want to talk about them. If I look at that same pie chart, though, today, the actual gaming portion is probably more like 35%, which that's like my entire identity is has been removed. I, I honestly, though, right now, I have more fun making the content than I do playing the games. This right here, what I'm doing right now is where I'm finding I want to spend the majority of my time. And this is another part of the hobby that wasn't as important to me. That is almost more important to me now. The Discord, for, in, for example. Building our community there. The game of the week. The gamer of the week. I just want to talk about that stuff. I want to get people talking. I want to talk to people. I want, I want the community to grow uh, around the podcast. Streaming. All these kinds of things are just catching my interest more than wanting to just jump into a game. It's crazy. Everything other than playing the actual games is what I find that I want to do. Again, I feel like I'm constantly sitting here like, okay, what can I what can I come up with in the, in the Discord next? I know, we'll do a buy-sell trade. Okay, move, that's cool, boom. I know, what else can I do? Okay, we'll do a Gamer of the Week. Okay, I can't wait to ask questions, talk to people. We'll talk all about uh, how crazy these cheese curds are and uh, what is this squeaky cheese curd stuff, and we're talking about that with the same community that we've built up that started all about board games. It's crazy. I've had a multi-decades-long erection for talking into a microphone. <laughs> and lucky or unlucky for you all, that part has not been affected because that, again, is another adjacency to the games that's still in the hobby. And I'm glad about that because I was worried that that was going to go away. And if it was no longer fun to do all of this other stuff that I'm talking about, I would stop it altogether. The show would die. The gamecasters would cease to be. I'm only going to continue to do the podcast as long as it's fun, right? Because if it ever feels like work, then it's time to quit. Because this is the thing I do to escape work. This is the thing I do that makes me enjoy my life. The good. This is the good stuff here. And if it's no longer good and just feels like I have to do it, well, then that's work. And I don't want another job. I already have a job. You know? I don't want to do another job. I want this uh, thing to be what I do for fun. That's what games are supposed to be about. Right now, games are kind of feeling like work for me. And so they are severely less. What's not feeling like work is building the community. 
making the podcast, doing the Discord, <laughs> and all the people within. And again, luckily for me, I found enjoyment in the hobby in other ways. And that's the most interesting thing to me because it happened, I think, because of that cataclysmic effect uh, event of my father passing away. And my brain just kind of figured out a way to keep everything going together. Because that pie chart still gets to 100%, right? There's still all the things that I love about the hobby. It's just the actual board games piece, which I thought could never exist being less than like 80% of that pie chart is. And it's crazy to me to think about it that way. Now, I can't really speak for Jeff and Natalie because they're not on here. But I'm going to anyway. I would say that Jeff is in a different place than I am relating to his gaming desire as he's just on a different path with what all of his you know relationships with publishers and playing and reviewing games. He plays so many games that he never would have previously thanks to these relationships. And I know how much he enjoys the hobby because of that. He also loves interacting with the community. He talks to me all the time about how much fun he has talking to you all through Instagram and Discord. And that really helps, I'm, I'm sure, that really helps keep his gaming desire strong. You know, he gets all of these games from these publishers, and I think that probably goes hand-in-hand hand with his love for games. He, A, loves to play games for one. For two, now he has a reason to play these games, to get them played, so he's doing that more often. And it just keeps that libido going. Natalie, though, I feel a bit bad for her. Because her destiny, gaming-wise, is tied exa- like explicitly to mine. If my desire to play games is waning, then unfortunately so is hers, you know, by proxy, because we're a team and I'm her primary gaming partner. I'm completely aware of this. And it's one of the reasons I started up Game of the Week. I figured that I could use my love for the community building, which is what I have right now, and fold that into playing games for her. Okay, all she wants to do is play games that she loves. And so we've started this Game of the Week which hopefully would do that, right? Castles of Burgundy and Obsession, which are two of Natalie's favorite games, have been Game of the Week in the first three weeks, and we've played those. And that's one of her gaming resolutions, was to play more games. So, I'm again, my brain is kind of like finding these ways. It's like meandering around. It's like, like this big, like, boom, blocker goes right in the way. And somehow my brain figures out a way around that, you know, working itself around that. Oh, your love for gaming is not really there because maybe you just had this horrible thing happen where your father passed away. I'm going to find a way for you to still stay ensconced in this hobby that you love more than anything else by doing this now. Oh, and Natalie's uh, being affected. Okay, let's do that. So then she can go this way. Jeff's got his own little island over here that he's working in and it's growing. And, you know, he's loving that. And the show is doing better than it ever has and that all of that is just keeping the overall desire for the hobby afloat while my actual, you know, honed in desire to play games is almost at a standstill. It is crazy. So I want to find out how this is for you all. How are your gaming desires? How have they evolved? What did they used to be? What are they now? Where do you see them going in the future? It's really easy to get burned out. And just not have energy to play games, you know, once in a while. And that's fine, and that's normal. I think everyone goes through those peaks and valleys like I talked about earlier. I mean, I have a lot of hobbies. You know, board gaming is the biggest, even still. Um, But I also love video games, playing music, masturbating, kayaking, barbecuing, etc. When your desire for gaming wanes, do you go to other hobbies to fill the void? If so, what are they? 
am I alone here? Do you guys just have nonstop 18-year-old male sex drives for board gaming that just don't ever stop? Or do you have similar things happen to you that have happened to me? Probably not this one exact thing. And if anybody does, if anybody is feeling the same way I'm feeling, where they kind of are finding themselves not really interested in playing games as much as they used to be, but they're still interested in being a big part of the community and getting involved and staying active, which I gotta, I gotta assume is rare. What's happening to me right now is likely not happening to anyone else. But if it is, I would love to hear from you. I'm going to open up a channel in the Discord, and we're going to call it like adjacent, you know, topic discussion or something like that. And I would love for you to head over there and just tell me a little bit about your story with gaming desire. What was your gaming desire like when you first started in the hobby? Was it was it kind of what I talked about where, you know, oh my gosh, I just want to consume, 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 and I can't get enough of this? And has that stayed? Can you still not get enough of this? Where are you in your gaming journey? I'm about 12 years in, which to some people is I'm still a baby, and to other people, I'm a granddaddy, and I've been in this forever. Um, so I just, I'm really interested to see where this is going to go, because I know for a fact that the way I'm feeling about games right now is not going to last. I don't know if it's going to be what it was, but I know it's not going to stay this way. It's hard to feel like it's not permanent, because it does feel permanent. Right now, it feels like this is the way it's going to be, and that's how it's that's how it is. And it might be that way for a couple of years, but I know it's not going to last. And I, so I'm really interested to see what the next stage of my gaming journey is going to be like. It's very interesting for me to figure that out. And so again, I would love to hear how you all think, and even you can even tell me what you think about my own gaming journey, my own gaming desires. My own hang-ups with sleeving cards uh, like crazy, even though you would never use the cards, or worrying so much about... And that, that's probably a different discussion, separate from gaming desire um, that I hit on. But I would like to have another... Maybe we'll do another adjacent episode, or this could even be a nook, where we talk about, you know, almost... I almost want to call it gaming elitism, you know? So I'll tease that for a different topic. But anyway, thank you all for listening to me. This is going to be a nice, quick, short, gaming-adjacent episode. But until next week, I am Ryan, and you have been listening to The Gamecasters. Thank you guys so very much. Have a great, great week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Good night.